0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Uh, We're going to hear from Mama Mimi in just a second, but we've got quite a few calls. I want to get to you. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, welcome in.
2: Hey, how you doing? Uh, Just want to chime in with this Aaron Rodgers situation. I think that uh, Salah and the administration, they know 1%, forget the 1%, they know they're not making the playoffs. So they'll let the guy practice. Nobody's going to blast him down. He's not going to hurt his leg. Nobody's going to touch him. So they'll give him his way and let him throw the ball all over the place at practice. And that's it. You know, If a miracle happens, which is not going to happen, they're not making the playoffs. That's 100%. Okay. If a miracle does happen, they'll let the guy get in there if he's 2%. Because that's what it's all about, putting this guy in the team and trying to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, I, I that, that's the thinking, I think, the way they're thinking. Let this guy do what he wants to do because... Whatever he says, they're gonna to listen to. So, but the smart thing to do is like what you said, cannon up and, and wait, for, wait for next year. They have the worst offensive line anyway. Even he, if he's in there 100%, it's not the greatest thing in the world. they just gonna, you know, the, they bash him around a couple of times. The guy's 39 years old, so I, that's the only thing I can think of. They just let him have his way. So, he's not in a top 10 quarterback anyways. I don't care, you know, he has the best chance of winning with the Jets, but. I can just start naming guys right off the bat. Brady, Montana, L.A. Yeah, I can go right down the ropes. I mean, the guy's really, really good, but people go bananas over this person. He's, he's 39 years old. And he well, he just,
1: he, just, he just turned, Dave, thanks for the phone call. He just turned 40 today. Happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers. Get healthy. Look forward to next year. Let's go to Craig in Michigan. Craig, welcome in.
3: Hey, hey, good afternoon. Uh, you know, first of all, I don't want to, I want to preface this by saying, I'm from Michigan. Robert Sala, I've always been a big fan of his. I mean, you know, he was born, grew up right down the road from me. Uh, A huge Niners fan, so I know what he can do. But in reality, just looking at this, he should be fired. He shouldn't be taking liberties um, and disrespecting the fan base by never getting a backup to start the season, never trying to improve during the season. I mean, look at, even as a defensive coach, three times, only three times this year have they held the opponent's to under 100 yards, and those three times, 97, 80, and 84. And on the other side of the ball, Brees Hall hasn't had a good game in six weeks. Like ever, He hasn't had more than 50 yards in six weeks, and that one week was right on the nose, 50. Other than that, all other five were 39 yards or less, so they're not moving. Now, I know though those numbers would be better with Rodgers, but when you look at the overall product and the arrogance to not try to get something, I mean, I don't even care if you get Andy Dalton in there, or somebody that, the oh, we we don't want him. Well, it's better than what they would have now. Even if they had just one more win, they would find themselves in a little bit better situation. I think it's been really, he's taken liberties um, by thinking he's tied to Rodgers and, you know, his job is safe. And I I just think that uh, as much as I like him and as much as I'm a fan of Robert Sala, I just don't think that 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 administration or that coaching staff should last through this because it's just been a complete um, just... One mistake after another. Not one. Not one. Just several mistakes. Uninspired defensive play. Uninspired. Um, you know, an uh, un, un, uninspired rushing game. I mean, I'd rather see a band of Kanda in there than Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall because as much as as much as we like those pretty names, those guys aren't producing. And, and all you got to do is look at the numbers. Brees Hall's had two good games this year, and that's it. And and one of them was against the worst rushing defense in the league, which by the way, they sit behind Denver. As the second worst rushing defense in the league, and I just I think it's uninspired football, and they need to get rid of those guys.
1: Craig, I I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. And not that I'm one to uh, um, uh, pronounce properly because I just don't. But it's Salah. Um, so not that I'm one to correct anyone because uh, I'm I'm the worst when it comes to pronouncing names. But it's Salah. Just FYI. All right. Without further ado, we got Mama Mimi who's joining us, my mom, each and every Saturday afternoon around 1 o'clock with her picks and her plays. Mom, how you doing? I'm doing good. Did you tell everybody you came to Miami for Thanksgiving? Well, actually, you live in Homestead, which is about 30 miles south of Miami. So as sexy as it sounds that I went to Miami, I really, I, I really came to Homestead, Mom.
4: Well, that's true. We have, you know, the fun, the sun, the killer bees, iguanas,
1: pythons, alligators, egrets, and raccoons in my yard. <laughs> okay, mom. Uh, so, yes, it's, I was there. A fun place. I, I was there. I was there for Thanksgiving. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Uh, your dolphins won. And margaritas. Won. We had yep. margaritas. We had a lot of margaritas, mom. We certainly did. All right. Uh, yes. Let's look for. Let's look forward to week 13. Can you believe it's already week 13 of the NFL season? Boy, time is just flying by. It's really unbelievable. What am
4: I going to do when football season is over? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to be so depressed. <laughs> I don't know
1: what you're going to do. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure you paint. You're going to paint. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's oh, dive I into. Did, yeah, I'm an artist. You can tell people you're an artist, mom. I'm an artist, yeah. And half the paintings in my apartment are, are my mom's paintings. All right, here we go. Uh, so okay. play number one, you like the Bucks? They are home going up against the Carolina Panthers. They're lane four, so they're favored by four, and the over-under is
4: 37. Why do you like the Bucks this week? I would call this the helpless and the hopeless game. That's what I would call it. Um, I feel sorry for Young, uh, the quarterback. I think his career might be over. What do you think? Huh? His career just started, it's Mom. mom. What do you mean his career is over? It just started. I I, I'm, just, I, I'm just putting it out there. Putting it out there. Anyway, I think the Bucs are going to win. <laughs> Uh, 24 to 14. 24,
1: 24, to 14. So you've got the bucks winning by 10. So you're saying lay the four, lay the four with the Tampa Bay bucks. You've got them winning by 10 points. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about your Miami dolphins, Miami dolphins in our nation's capital going up against the Washington commanders. They're favored by nine on the road against Washington. The over under is 49. Uh, you like your your Miami
4: Dolphins to win here. Tell us why. Okay, the one thing about the Dolphins, when I bet on the Dolphins, they lose. When I don't bet, then they win. But the other thing is that I think that you know Washington is playing at home, and that's a little bit of an advantage. So I think it's going to be Dolphins twenty eight. Washington seventeen.
1: That's okay, so so Dolphins twenty eight. I,
4: I think Washington. They fired the defensive coach. So they, they're pretty much they're team pretty
1: much firing everybody. Mike.
4: Right, right.
1: Huh? They're pretty much firing everyone. They they traded away their two best defensive linemen. Uh, Washington's a mess right now.
4: Yeah, that's what I think. Also, okay. I think University of Miami needs to get rid of the offensive coordinator coach because he okay, doesn't know what he's doing. I'm just throwing that out there,
1: too. Yeah, I know. We're, we're talking NFL right now, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about the bird and the beans game? No, no, not yet. Uh, folks need to know uh, Mama Mimi went to University of Miami. She graduated from University of Miami. She met my dad at the University of Miami. My dad played football at the University of Miami. Uh, I was born, they lived in married housing on the campus of University of Miami my first year. So my mom is a huge Canes fan. So she just couldn't help herself getting that dig in. Uh, All right, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've been screaming Pittsburgh Steelers to make it into the postseason for weeks now. Um, You could have gotten that at like 10 to 1. Now it's like minus 280. So that ship has sailed. Uh, they've got a game this week going up against the Arizona Cardinals. They are home. They were favored by six and a half. The over-under is 41. You like the Steelers here, Mom. Tell us why.
4: Okay, I like the Steelers because they're playing at home, okay? And mm-hmm. they have a new offensive coordinator. Um, uh, I just have a feeling that because they're playing at home and the Steelers fans are fanatics, that they're going to win. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I would say Steelers seventeen, Cardinals fourteen. Okay, so very you're saying game. the
1: St- so you're saying the Steelers win, but um, but but they don't cover because they're favored by six and a half.
4: Right.
1: Right. That's so. Right. So, but but so I'm so we're going to play the Steelers on the money line. Okay. Um, yeah. We're gonna I play the
4: birds and the bees game.
1: <laughs> it's that's cute, Mom. You came up with that all by yourself. Yes, I did. Okay. Are you impressed? I, I, I am. I, I am impressed. I believe you. Okay. All right. So, um, so here we go. So uh, you, so you like the Steelers to win, but only by three. They're favored by six and a half. So I put them in as a Steeler money line. Uh, you like the Dolphins to win. You've got the Dolphins winning by a considerable number of points by 11. So you do like, you're going to lay the the, the the nine with the Dolphins. So the Dolphins minus nine. And also you like the Tampa Bay Bucks to win. And you think the Bucks are going to win by 10 points. So we're going to lay the four. So all of this together, this is a three-way parlay, comes out to be plus 386. So I'm going to put $100 down on this. And if this all wins... You win three hundred and eighty-six dollars.
4: Yeah, but do you ever pay me? <laughs> Seriously, You I ever get paid? Where do I get <laughs> what, paid? What do you? What, I'm I'm constantly buying you
1: groceries. I'm treating your friends. To, I'm treating your friends th- to lunch and
4: dinner the last, all the time. Wh- the last time you bought groceries, you got mystery meat, and the dog and I got. <laughs> sick <laughs> we've sick for four days i got your i got your roof i got your roof
1: cleaned
4: yeah you did well, do that yes oh i do have a clean
1: okay. roof. all right i do uh, have but, clean but roof. you
4: you you have an but opportunity have here
1: broken. the dryer is broken i know mom yeah you have an opportunity I have here
4: The dryer is broken
1: you have an opportunity here to make 386 dollars if these three picks come through for you. Okay, sweetie? Will you
4: pay to get my dryer fixed? Yes, Mom. We'll use this money to I get your dryer dry, fixed. But no more it. shopping for you, because you buy strange food that I never heard of before. Okay. Um, and the dog enjoy... and I both got sick. The dog and I <laughs> both got sick for four days. He, he was doing all kinds of stuff in the house which I won't get into. Yeah, that's good. Okay.
1: Are you done? Are you done venting?
4: No, no more shopping for you.
1: Okay. Uh, You have a great Saturday afternoon. Enjoy your Sunday football. I'll talk to you soon. I love
4: you. I love New York. I love New Jersey. You know, it's it's 86 today. I got the air conditioner on. Okay. Just rub it in. Thanks. Bye.
1: It's hot. Bye. 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 She could just go on and on and on, and obviously, um, no more no more grocery shopping for me because I buy mystery meat. Sure, it said ground beef. I don't know. I don't shop. I order in. Uh, Lee and Joey, hang tight. You guys will be first up when we get back. I I do want to throw out the conversation. It was interesting because Joe, our producer, and I were having this in the last break. If if the Jets lose for the remainder of the season, if the Jets lose every game for the remainder of the season. Is Robert Sala on the hot seat? I say no. I say no. I'll tell you the reasons why when we get back. But what say you?
0: You're Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Must be 21 plus and in in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN
1: uh, our producer Joe and I were having the conversation if the Jets were to lose outright the remainder of the season um do you feel that Robert Sala's job is on the line now what 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 does that look like Home tomorrow against the Falcons, home next week against the Texans, at the Dolphins, against Washington, at the Browns, and then, of course, ending the season of the Patriots. Here, I say no. Um, I think that where this all went wrong was not having a better, legit backup quarterback in, in, in the quarterback room, on this roster, on this team, prior to the season starting. We knew what time it was with Zach Wilson. We knew. No surprise here in regard to what's happened this season. Okay? Maybe there was like one, two, three percent out there that still had hope. Nah. No, not me. So, and, and that's a decision that comes down from Joe D and ownership. That's where this season went wrong. So I'm not putting this on Robert Sala. Um,. Because, and especially if you watched Hard Knocks, uh, this was a team, this was an organization, they put 110% into Aaron Rodgers. Being the elixir, being, being the straw that stirs this drink for this Jets season to have immense success. Hence why, at the age of 40, and a horrible offensive line, why they didn't bring in a legit backup that would be able to step in and win some ball games for them, that's where it went wrong. I'm not putting this on Sala. Let's go to Lee in Long Island. Lee, you're up. Welcome in.
5: Hey, Anita. First of all, I'd like to say that Mama Mimi is a national treasure right out of the gate. <laughs> that was fantastic. She is fantastic. And, and you got to do a better job buying her groceries is all I'm saying. Um, I know. Again, My I have two Jets points, please. I have two Jets points. Please, let me make them both. First off, I think it's a hard sell to the entire team if Rodgers is healthy and they don't start him. Because if he's out there at practice swinging the ball around and looking great and they're going out there with Tim Boyle who gives them no chance to win, what is the incentive for, what, what, why, why play Garrett Wilson or B. What are these guys, you know, these guys don't want to go out there and keep losing, getting their teeth kicked in every week. And there's a guy literally on the bench who's healthy who can give them a chance to win and they're not playing him. It feels like they're in tank mode and no player wants to do that. So I, I think it's a very hard sell if he's healthy. Not starting him. It might. That's my opinion. Yeah, but Lee. But Lee, this is. And he was there. And I have a second point. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, don't go anywhere. We're not going to hang up on you. But okay. but here's the yeah. thing, Lee is is that is that he's rushing back for what? I I understand what you're saying, like adding motivation, you know, giving these guys hope. But hope for what? Do you do you? I, I mean, do you really th- feel that like? A not a hundred percent Aaron Rodgers behind that offensive line is going to help this team go out. Like, like I truly believe it, this is this is a Jets team that, God willing, he's a hundred percent next year. Uh, they're able to shore up and improve this offensive line. Possibly go get Devontae Adams, which has been widely reported. With that defense, uh, now now you're you're looking at a Jets team that will be uh, top. Five in regard to the odds makers of winning the Super Bowl next year. Why risk that now, Lee? For what?
5: No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I, I'm saying it's a hard sell in the locker room. I think that's the kind of thing that can lose a locker room. I really do. A guy benching, uh, having a quarterback on the bench that can play and not letting him because you're scared of what could happen to him down the road when these guys are out there killing themselves every week trying to win a game. I, I just feel like I, I, I understand where you're coming from and I totally understand But I think that's a hard sell in the locker room if Aaron Rodgers is practicing and looks ten times better than Tim Boyle. I think you, I think you, you lose the locker room that way. And the other thing I was going to say is what you guys saying: if they lose out, do they uh, get rid of Salah? I genuinely believe this. I think they could fire Salah and Hackett if they allow Aaron Rodgers input on who they hire. I think if if they went to Aaron Rodgers and said, "What do you think of Kellen Moore or what do you, you know, what Todd Munkin or somebody like that?" and they brought in an offensive head coach and they gave Aaron Rodgers input, I think they absolutely would move on from Salah if he, if he went one in five the rest of the way.
1: Uh, I, and, and Lee, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I, I just, I don't, how is this on Salah? I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you, and as always, no each and every man. Saturday. Cynthia Freeland joins us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, you see her all over the NFL network. Cynthia, let's dive right into it because they're your Lions And, man, did they burn me on Turkey Day. If they would have won, Mama would have bought a couple new pairs of shoes, but it didn't happen. Can they rebound on Sunday against the Saints? They're favored by four. The over-under is 47.
6: Let me be honest with you. This is like you—that happened to you for one Thanksgiving. Like this is my whole life. Like, <laughs> every once in a while, they'll pull out, they'll pull out a win on Thanksgiving. It'll be good. But like in general, they really like lie downs. You know, Motor City Kitties. Like we, we got it. Like it just—it's a bummer. Like the one year that they're actually really good and the defense was like allowing Jordan Love to look like the third coming of a Hall of Famer all in a row, which stinks.
1: <laughs> yes. But good for I- him but not
6: when he's
1: well, playing my lions. Well, let's pick up right there because do you feel that they rebound this week against the Saints? They're in the big easy. They're on the road. They're favored by 4. The over/under is 47. Would would you play this? How, how confident are you in your Lions this week against the Saints?
6: Well, the Lions have a great opportunity in this matchup because they can run the football. That will help minimize any sort of turnovers. It's you know less likely to fumble than you are to be intercepted just in general over long periods of time. And if you look to see where the Saints are most vulnerable, it is on the ground to the run. Those running backs, when I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs, his speed is really, really what sets this offense apart when it comes to this matchup. So while I don't think that the Lions are like they got some things to do they got some things to figure out on the defense right the defense has not played well as of late we gotta keep an eye on that but in this matchup especially with some of the red zone woes that I've seen with Derek Carr recently I do believe Lions get back on track in this matchup plus like it's not in front of like you know Lions that it's not Thanksgiving like people are watching other games if you're not watching them they do way better like just in general if more if there's more games the Lions do better (laughs)
1: Great to know. Great to know. Um, I do like the Lions a lot this week, by the way. Um, Another game that I like a lot, and looking at the slate, very well could be the best game to watch in the 1 o'clock slate, Uh, and that is the Denver Broncos in Houston going up against the Texans. Would we have said this at the beginning of the season? Probably not. Nope. Uh, Denver getting three on the road. The over-under is 47 and a half. I just, I, I love what we've seen from Denver the last few weeks. That's for sure. So, and I love the fact that Denver's getting points here, Cynthia.
6: I'm, I'm, Liking what I see from the Broncos, I think Baron Browning has been a huge difference maker on their defense. However, I still think in this matchup that the Texans get it done. I think C.J. Stroud finds some things. Yeah, and look, it's it's not necessarily to say that they're going to throw the ball a ton because we know that the Broncos can, can turn the ball over, but I think that the fact that you've seen Devin Singletary – take this step forward and this is a defense that has been more vulnerable to the run so I just think that in this matchup I think the Texans are really good like they that game against the Jags was not lopsided that I understand that like you know they didn't win etc but it's not like they weren't like a call or two away from things being quite different and not to say that not to take anything away from what the Broncos have done but it is actually pretty hard to win that many games in a row that's why they're like the only team on this sort of streak
1: Interesting. So, um, so do you, you, you like, so what what's your, what's your score here? What's your score prediction here?
6: Yeah, unfortunately, like, like three points to me feels about right in terms of where I would feel comfortable, but I think like individual numbers would be more interesting in this matchup. Like this could very well be a good Nico Collins situation because perhaps Tank Dell will get the Pats or Tan treatment <laughs> and the Devin Singletary number, I would imagine uh, I, I, an over there would also be called for.
1: Interesting. I like it. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's turn it to our own backyard where the Jets are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Jets two-point dog, Tim Boyle, another start at quarterback. The over-under is 33.5 Uh, This has been fluctuating, 34 in some places. Um, Weather conditions are not supposed to be nice here on Sunday. Uh, That doesn't help matters. I'm actually on the under here. Even though as low as it it is, I'm still on the under. How would you play this, if if at all?
6: Well, my thing here is I actually have the Jets winning this game. Whoa! I know that's that's a that's a it's a it's a pretty big statement so i think that there's a couple of reasons why the first you know it's not like we did see some good things from the falcons defense last week but they haven't been world beaters and desmond ritter he even in their win last week he honey badger picked him off on what was a weird interception what I think could happen in this matchup is a defensive touchdown changing the trajectory of the game. So while I'm not sitting here saying that Tim Boyle, the world beater, blah, 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 I am saying that the ability to run the football consistently is going to be a huge difference maker in this matchup. And while the Jets have some vulnerabilities to tight ends and like we haven't seen Kyle Pitts be used very often, I still think that the opportunity for the run game and the defense, especially in inclement weather, is I, I'm, I'm a little surprised myself, but I do everything you know, blindly and unbiased. And the model says Jets win this game by one point.
1: Wow. Interesting. Um, uh, the game of the week. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the 49ers. Now this is really interesting because the line opened up with the Eagles being favored here, but now they're home dogs of three. The over/under is 48. A lot of the sharp money, everybody and their grandmother on the 49ers. I, I'm going to use the Eagles as as a teaser. I'm going to tease them up to plus nine. Like like yeah. I get it. Their defense played 90 something plays. They're beat up. Yada yada yada. But you know, Cynthia, look look at the everybody's all google gaga about this 49ers team. I'm still not sold on Brock Purdy. Sorry, not sorry. I'm just not. And then on top of that, look at, look at who the 49ers have played and, and who they've beaten. Uh, they're not world beaters. So, um, you know, will I be shocked if the 49ers win? Absolutely not. But I don't think they win by more than a touchdown. I, I'm going to use the Eagles as, as a teaser and tease them up to nine. How are you playing this one?
6: I love that. I I think that the Niners win this one, but I think it's conservative. Like I do think about a, a field goal is about right. I don't think a touchdown, and especially not more than a touchdown. A couple of reasons for me. Number one, when you talk to any player who's played against a Kyle Shanahan offense in the NFL, all of those defensive players say this is a really extremely extraordinarily def- different, difficult thing for a defensive player to even even with Brock Purdy at quarterback to to kind of figure out. So, number 1, I'm giving them the, like the Shanahan vibe. So, before the season we were talking about how the Eagles with their two new coordinators on offense and defense, like that could potentially hurt them. And this is the type of game where I think that could be a difference maker because truly this is where kind of you're going to see Kyle Shanahan dip into that playbook from like preseason 2015 and when he was a Falcons offensive coordinator, like that kind of thing because they really like this one I think is like circled extra special it's very chippy and then by the way the defense has been doing some interesting things for the 49ers that I think are going to be really hard for the Eagles meaning you're not just seeing the guys who typically play on the interior stay there you're seeing the guys like like I saw Eric Armstead on the outside I saw a Bosa and a, you know, a Hargrave on an outside. And I saw a Bosa and a Chase Young on the inside, like mixing up those front, that front is really kind of a nightmare to figure out, especially if you're a quarterback like Jalen Hurts that, you know, he uses his legs and he's great at using his legs, but relies on his offensive line to like really help him out. But like those stunts, those shifts, all those different ways of changing up the looks on the defense, like that is hard to navigate. And, and,
1: and again, I just want to go back to like, and with all due respect to these teams, granted, this is the NFL. These guys get paid a lot of money, but like, they beat the Steelers. Okay. The Steelers, you know, obviously they're, they, they're winning games, but they're winning ugly. <laughs> um, the Rams without Cooper Cup, uh, the Giants, the Cardinals. Yes, they beat the Cowboys forty-two to ten. But again, you you look at the schedule that the Cowboys. I was all I was all over Seattle last night with the with the nine and a half um, because same thing with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have not beaten a, an above five hundred team. Um, yes, we know that stint where they lost against the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals did not have Trent Williams did not have Debo Samuel. So, again, we saw the true colors of Brock Purdy in my mind. Yes, they opened up a can of you-know-what against the Jags, but I think the Jags, first of all, uh, the 49ers were coming off of a a bye week, so they had two weeks to prepare. And I think the Jags were more interested or felt that the game the following week against Tennessee was more important. Uh, So, to me, that's kind of a wash. And then the Buccaneers in Seattle with an injured Geno, and no Kenneth Walker. So I I I look at the schedule and I'm like I'm I mean I'm curious if you agree with me or not but like I'm not impressed.
6: Yeah, I mean I I think that the NFC in general like it's hard to say like I could say some of the same things about many of the Eagles opponents not the Chiefs obviously and the Bills like you know, the bills this year are out of the playoff race right as of right now, at least, and pretty far out of it. So, you know, I I think like the NFC in general, like you kind of can only play who you're slated to play and it's more about what we do know in those quantities that the Christian McCaffrey, the Debo Samuel, the Brandon Ayuk, they just have so many different weapons that it's hard to say that they're not for, you know, for real. I, I do agree that their strength of schedule has been mediocre.
1: I mean, I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule. They beat the Dolphins. Uh, they beat Kansas City at Kansas City. And they beat the Buffalo Bills. So, anyway, I, I just, you know, I, this game is going to be interesting to me. Again, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't be shocked one way or, or the other who wins. I just don't think whoever wins is going to win more than seven points. So, again, a reason why I'm going to take the Eagles because they're getting three and tease them up to nine. Um, before we let you go, as always, I, I love talking fantasy with you. Uh, it is week 13. This is do or do or die for a lot of people trying to get in to the postseason. Uh, you know, their seasons are quote unquote on the line. I'm building all the drama. <laughs> um, uh, there's quite a few quarterbacks that I like Sam, Howe going against the Miami Dolphins. I think he's going to grip it and rip it, uh, quite a bit. I think a lot of people are playing down Murray because he's going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think he could be serviceable. Love me some Trevor Lawrence against Cincinnati, um, Russell Wilson against Houston. I, I even like Jordan Love against Kansas City. Who are, who are some of the quarterbacks you're, you're you're loving this week?
6: I like all of those. I also think that I could make a case that you want to take some shares of big. Like I'm going like if you're in Bi- it's by Mageden, and if you have a quarterback situation and it's bad potentially Baker Mayfield going up against Carolina. That could be a, a a decent one for you. Mike Evans will be there and that's a pretty big deal for him. Um, obviously you can run on the Panthers more, better than you can throw on them, but still. And then I would also say like, maybe consider Gardner Minshew not saying that I like, think he's again, not a world beater for every single week, but if you're looking for a opportunity in a situation against that Tennessee secondary, they have been very vulnerable and Gardner Minshew and RPOs have been working really well for him. So I, I think if you're looking in a deeper league, those are two great ones, along with I love the Jordan Love call, though, against the Chiefs.
1: Uh, and looking at running backs, you know, really interesting. I, I do believe that Jalen Warren is the better running back in in Pittsburgh, but for whatever reason, it's like they they still um, – maybe it's a money thing. I, I don't know. But um, if you had to play one of these Pittsburgh Steelers running backs this week against Arizona, who would it be?
6: I'm going to be honest with you. I think both are going to be totally fine. I probably, I mean, Jalen Warren and DFS I would play because he's priced less is what I believe, at least last time I checked. So you get better upside there. But you're going to be fine with either one. I I would probably lean towards Najee Harris if you're in a season-long like opportunity. I, I get it. Like I don't know who likes what. Like Who knows? I don't understand what that's all about. But both of them have great opportunities this week.
1: Who are some of the other running backs you look like?
6: Well... I think that I understand that, like, you know, Washington, this this game seems kind of lopsided, and so the game script would dictate that Washington should be throwing it, which is why you like Sam Howell. But I think Brian Robinson actually is going to be a big play here. You remember Jalen Phillips for the Dolphins. He's out now, and he's a big piece right in the middle of that defense. So perhaps the power runs will work a little bit more in their favor, given that they're going to have to adjust to life without Jalen Phillips after he tore his Achilles. So that's one that I think is good. Obviously, uh, Devon at a Chan came back on the other side. And if you have him, you'll want to play him. It eats into some other people's uh, opportunities. But I think, you know, if you have him, that's that is a great play as well.
1: In regard to wide receivers, um, you know, another reason why I I do believe that Philadelphia is going to be able to keep this this close is because I think AJ Brown has a really really good matchup here. Uh, the the Forty ers play a lot of zone, and uh, and AJ Brown is is targeted quite a bit in zone coverage. Um, so I, I do like I do like AJ Brown this week. Your your thoughts and in, in some I know you mentioned Nico Collins. Uh, some of the other yep. wide receivers that you like heading into week 13.
6: Well, if you want to go with like a, like a really sneaky, like DFS upside play, like, or, you know, you're thinking maybe where, where can I find a deep touchdown? May I introduce to you Marvin Mims? Cause obviously you know, you're playing Cortland Sutton, but when I'm looking at where the holes in the Texans defense are and Marvin Mims is like on the cusp of like doing some interesting, it's so like maybe a deep touchdown to him, a good little, little sleeper for your DFS pleasure obviously that's not in like season long if you want to go with a guy who feels like more of a sure thing that is not what I'm recommending there um but I will say the the Mims deep situation could be good for DFS but I also think if you want to look there's been you know Jaden Reed has been on the injury report all week long and Christian Watson had that touchdown last week so perhaps if you're if, if he's available or if you can get your hands on him or if he's on your bench Christian Watson would be a guy who could potentially step up because whether or not Jane Reed's there, I still think that, uh, that that Christian Watson will have a big game.
1: And last but not least, uh, some of the tight ends that you like. I know McBride's dealing with an injury, but is expected to go. Njoku has been delivering, that's for sure. Uh, Schultz is out for Houston. Uh, Friermuth, one of the biggest pickups this week in fantasy. Who are some of the tight yep. ends you like?
6: Love Friermuth. Um, it's, he's, he was very great, especially with those play action receptions. Those were very good. Um, I think that you look, don't be cute in this green Bay game and try to get Tucker craft in there. Like I, that, that one I'm sort of staying away from in this matchup, just as one, just so that people have, I don't know. They always try to with Musgrave out They're like, Oh, we'll just pick his replacement. No. I think also one Durham Smythe, you could look at, I understand, like, look, like it's not a sexy game to keep going back to because probably the Dolphins are just going to roll, but you could, you could look for guys like that in your DFS lineups who have some pretty interesting matchups, maybe aren't the kind of household name on their team, but have good matchups. And that's why I think the Kyle, Kyle Pitts, by the way, has a great matchup against a Jets defense that is very vulnerable to the tight end position. But do I trust that they're going to throw him the ball? I don't know. But I I know he has a good matchup.
1: Great stuff as always, Cynthia. Uh, You rock, my friend. Um, Always, always appreciate you joining us here on 98.7 ESPN.
6: Always love being on with you, Anita. Thanks so much.
1: All right, I want to thank Cynthia Freeland. Joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, let's open up the phone lines. Uh, Jets fans, what say you? Um, are you are you feeling a Jets win? Do you think that uh, you think that they can uh, Tim Boyle can keep this going with the hopes that Aaron Rodgers uh, will be back in action at some point in time this season? 800-919-3776. one nine three seven seven six. We'll take your calls next right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
3: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: My computer just died. That's not good. No bueno. Um, uh, Okay, guys. Um, Good thing for uh, cell phones. Uh, Right now, uh, Texas up on Oklahoma State 35 to 14. So that minus 13 and a half to start the show. Uh, is uh, is paying off as of right now. Uh, they haven't even... Guys, they haven't even gone to the half yet. And Texas has put up 35 points. Okay? They haven't even gone to the half yet.
0: It's a little unfair.
1: Uh, what's unfair? It's a home, home game for <laughs> Texas.
0: This game's played in Dallas. It's a little unfair. It's not, a, it's not technically a neutral site.
1: I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. No, it doesn't have much
0: to do with it, but that's I'm I'm just saying. I think think this is a Texas
1: team. I think this is a Texas team that has gotten better uh, as we've gotten closer to uh, this time of the season. Um, They're running the ball uh, exceptionally well. um, And it's just this is just a bad matchup for Oklahoma State. At the end of the day, it's really Oklahoma State how they score points is run the football. Texas defense, top three. uh, defense in college football and what Texas does well is run the football and Oklahoma State's uh, rush defense is one of the worst in college football. Will we so, see Archie Manning just, in this game? You think? I think that's, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. This is a good question. Who's the, who's the quarterback? There, there's another quarterback that's behind yours. Uh, that, so Arch is the third string quarterback on this roster. I'm trying to think who the second is. I think they go to him before they go to Arch. So, which that's going to be really exciting when Arch Manning is the starting quarterback for Texas, right? That's going to be really fun to watch. So, uh, we're going to kick off our number three coming your way momentarily, Mike Rothstein, who covers the Atlanta Falcons, is going to be joining us. We'll get a look, as I like to call it, behind the curtain, uh, what we can expect from this Atlanta Falcons team heading into tomorrow's game. So excited to get him on the program. We'll also hear from Joe Wiz, who joins us each and every Saturday afternoon with his picks and his plays. Extended hour today. uh, Greg Wyshynski is going to join us, the puck daddy, to get us ready for that Rangers game that you'll be able to tune into right here on 90.7 ESPN. Uh, and still a lot more coming your way. We'll open up the phone lines as well. 800-919-3776. But again, big college football day and night tonight. Texas up thirty five to fourteen. What are there? What, what what's the fallout from this? Keep in mind, Texas needs to make a really big statement for the for the college playoff committee to uh, decide whether or not they do, they are deserving to be in the top four. And again, already putting thirty five points up at the half uh, is is is. Making a big statement. Who knows? Maybe they end up with 70 points. Uh, Coming your way at 4 o'clock, you've got Alabama going up against Georgia. I like the over in this game. Also, my favorite play is Georgia minus 2.5 at the half. Alabama, roll tide. That tide rolls slowly. They don't get rolling until the second half, let alone the fourth quarter. And Georgia is just known to get off really fast, averaging 22 points uh, this season in the first half of games. So my play there is Georgia minus two and a half at the half. Okay. Uh, And I do like the over in this game as well. Then later on tonight, you've got Michigan going up against Iowa at eight o'clock and Louisville going up against Florida state as well as at at eight o'clock. So obviously Georgia, Alabama, real big game today, but Considering what's happening here with Texas, that Louisville-Florida State game is going to be a real good one as well. Florida State right now favored by one, which I don't quite understand. They very well could be playing with their third-string quarterback tonight. Okay? As we know, their first-string quarterback's out. Their second-string quarterback is, as of 8 o'clock last night, under concussion protocol. And, um... And they could very well be rolling with their third quarterback, but yet FSU is still favored by one. I, I don't, I don't quite understand. Um, I love Louisville here. I love Louisville on the money line, and especially, um, you know, if if Texas wins, um, Florida State a lot of more pressure is going to be on Florida State to win. I think Florida State has to beat Louisville in order to uh, get in as as that number fourteen. Their defense is great, but I, I just without their without their their starting quarterback i, I just i don't quite get it